Okay, with Noah Noah Campagna and Away is the short film. Uh, it's got it's sci-fi. It's got a little bit of uh, horror. Played at the Fantasy Sci-Fi Film Festival, but it's really a relationship. It's a really a film about the relationship between a mother and a son. Her son, I guess, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, that was something that was in the short story, but I really thought we could push even a little farther in the film. Um, so yeah, I would say at, at the core, that would be. That was the theme I was trying to reach is that it's strange events happening, but we're more focused on how this is affecting the relationship between these two characters. Okay, so you, you just alluded to the short story. So it's based on a short story by Manon Lysett, correct? And then you Yeah, that's correct. You you read it and then you liked it. And so what's the how does that occur? How do you turn this how are you able to turn this short story into a film? Like from a from a logistical standpoint. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just when I was reading the story, it just really jumped out at me. It's like something I could see in my head and it felt very visually like adaptable. Um, and it also was during I was reading it, I think, in October of 2020. So right in the heat of um, like COVID quarantine stuff. And I was like, oh, man, this is a solid story that takes place in a remote location, two actors, maybe three actors. Um, so I was just thinking about like, how do I you know, it's the, the challenge of making a short film kind of during that period. And I was like, well, this seems like it would be something that's really adaptable, very simple to make and very small, limited kind of crew size, um, which luckily we didn't end up filming until the following October in 2021. So by then things were a little more under control, which helped out. Um, but that was where the jumping off point was kind of that it was visually great. And I felt that production wise and logistically and just with the challenges that were around at that time was something that uh, was very achievable. Um, so yeah, the process from that then was I reached out to Manon, um, kind of asked like, hey, uh, would you be interested? You know, I really love the story. I would love to make it into a short film if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, and he was pretty much uh, right on board from the beginning and very supportive. Um, I was even, you know, offering like, yeah, I'd love to collaborate on this. But he was kind of like, you know, I, I've seen your past project and just kind of trusted me to go for it, yeah. um, which was great. So um, with that, I tried to tried to take a little bit of creative um, leeway with the story. And uh, like, if you compare both, you'll see there's some key differences. And then the ending is also pretty different just because his ending um, was a bit more expensive to produce as a film, but also I just felt like, you know, change it up. And I, I like the idea that both the, the both formats of the same story kind of have different things about them and you can gain something different from his. And we're not like, I'm not like trying to compete with his story and vice versa. Um, so I like the idea that Has he you could seen get the final product. Yeah, he did. He was like one of the first people to see it. And um, he was very excited about it, which is obviously great for me. Cause I'm like, wow, that's great. I'm, I'm so happy that um, you appreciate or can uh, give us the thumbs up for your story. Um, so yeah, that was like one of the best like uh, turnouts from those early days of finishing it up. Um, so especially so your, your summary, I get your little teaser uh, synopsis is a young mother must protect her child as she finds the world around her vanishing. So it's it tells us just enough, but it's vague enough to wonder what the heck does that mean? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's really, it's a good kind of like, uh, before you watch the film, just to read that and go, okay, so what's going to happen here? So tell me about the process. So it's very, very smart on your part, young filmmaker, you're using an adapted short story that it's already been vetted by people that meaning that it's already been successful in other realms so then instead of like and so then so you kind of rewrote the screenplay so you you always want to turn this into a film so i guess there's a little bit of 
I guess casting is key. And of course, your location of the farm is key as well, right? So what do you want to talk about first, the, ca the location or the casting? Um, yeah, I can speak on the casting. Uh, that was quite a long process in itself, just because. Child um, exactly. Yeah. And it was very much about finding um, the mom, you know, casting both characters kind of together. So we weren't just casting Sarah, the mom and Henry, the son, but kind of, you know, trying to find people that we knew that would work well together, which was tricky, especially because we did all the casting um, digitally. Um, but yeah, I had a great casting director named Emily, who was someone that I've known for a few years now. We actually went to uh, film school together. So it was really awesome to bring her in. She was such a huge help. Um, and yeah, basically got narrowed down to um, a great uh, Henry that we really liked. And then um, we, we knew that we wanted V who ended up getting casted as Sarah. Um, but it was just obvious that they were like not going to work together. It just seemed very, mm -hmm. uh, his style was a bit, it just didn't feel like her Sarah was capable of raising his super outgoing fun um, Henry. So we actually did then another round. We're like, okay, if we can hopefully find another child that we think would kind of match more of like um, these personality and just all this and that. So eventually after going back and forth, we finally were able to find um, George who plays um, Henry in the film. And we were like, they, I, you know, it just made a lot more sense to us, which was great. And then uh, for Spencer was actually, uh, we did a short casting process for Spencer. Um, and I had actually invited John, who we cast at Spencer was my neighbor for a short period of time and actually edited one of his films uh, two years ago. And I was like, Hey, I, I got the short film. Um, I'd love to cash in that favor. You owe me from the short film I edited uh, and see if you'd be interested in playing uh, this character. And yeah, he did a great job as that too. Um, we actually filmed one more scene with Spencer as well, that unfortunately didn't make it into the film. Um, but yeah, so he was there for about uh, two full, both full days, which was great. Um, and he actually, helped out a lot with that final scene with Henry in the basement with Sarah, um, because I was like, yeah, isn't it? You know, I was basically able to use the relationship that he actually made with John, that, the person, yeah. um, and ask him to translate that into the relationship he would have had, Henry would have had with Spencer. And I think that helped at least make Spencer seem like more of a real person just because he had such a great time hanging out with John on set those two days. So big help there behind the scenes as well. Were the parents, um, the parents of the child, were they around all the time? Yeah, so his mom was there all day, every day. And I think uh, two of his sisters were there, too. He had a whole ensemble entourage kind of following yeah, around. Entourage. Yeah. yeah, so, um, which was helpful because um, we, you know, we were still on a small crew. So it was really nice to kind of have his mom taking care of uh, just kind of, well, obviously just being there for him. But then also like wardrobe it was a lot more easy and comfortable for her to kind of help him in and out of costumes and just kind of keep him on task and all that. So she was a big help as well, which is nice because sometimes uh, the stage parents can be a little challenging to sure. work around. Um, but yeah, she was super helpful and pretty much became a member of the crew. Um, well, Vienna, so like obviously has, she's carrying a lot of the weight of the, of the film, right? So she's phenomenal. And uh very, I don't think she has a non-emotional <laughs> gut-wrenching scene in the, in the film. I read like she's intense the whole time. So tell me about her performance. Like, did you do any rehearsals with her? Did you kind of leave her alone? She kind of got the role? Like, what was your process with her? Yeah, so with Via, it was very much, um, uh, luckily I was, I was very, felt very comfortable um, with her kind of taking on a lot of the, um, you know, I was very, uh, I guess trusting of her process and everything she was going through, which was great because I think we did we did do a short rehearsal 
Uh, so we did like a full table read with everyone and then rehearsed um, some of the key kind of scenes, which was great, but I didn't want to over rehearse anything. I really wanted to give her the chance to kind of find it in the moment rather than trying to recreate something that we had done in rehearsals, which was great. Um, so most of our process was just kind of talking about um, each scene and then talking about maybe all the extra stuff. You know, we, we kind of cram up with the whole backstory for her and for um, her and Henry and especially talking about, you know, the father figure that's not there and trying to figure that out. And I think that all added into her understanding of the character and we kind of built that together. Um, but then as far as like actually shooting, um, you know, we, we weren't doing a bunch of takes and over and over again. It felt like she really had a great grasp on what we were doing and kind of the character, which was great. Um, and yeah, she was really great to work with. I just felt like we were really on the same page from the get-go, which was also good for me because I could spend more time kind of honing in uh, the child actor as well. And she was also a big help with that, um, which was huge. I'm trying to think if there's anything super interesting about our process. Um, I do remember during her, she auditioned with, I think came to the audition with a accent, like a Southern accent. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't, I think that might be a little, a little over the top and I don't know if that seems a little distracting and all this and that. And then she later told me, oh my gosh, yeah, the reason that I did that is because just before that audition, I was actually working on another short film that was like a period piece, Southern, so it was like her accent from that piece that she had just carried over. So luckily we both agreed that like, you know, I think I think your normal voice is great and I, I wouldn't want you to have to like try to, on top of doing all these challenging scenes, also try to be putting on an accent or anything like that. So that was kind of a fun thing to figure out. Because it's one of the just per full candor is that she is like I watch like so many films a year and and and, and sometimes like a certain performance or certain uh, cinematography something like kind of stands out for me so I kind of researched the the person and she was one of the people I researched were like who is this actress it's like she's fantastic and she obviously the film doesn't work if her performance isn't there right because you're you're kind of using her performance to tell your story in terms of your close-ups, your shooting selections and things like that. So I was just like, kind of like, I just researched them like she, cause she, she has a pretty successful career ahead of her. She wants her, wants it to consider like looking at this film itself. So, so I was, I was just basically happy to, to know that she's, she went to school up in my neck of the woods in Syracuse and then uh, came back down to Georgia. Cause you know, she need to have those Buffalo Syracuse roots to get, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, yeah, Basically, yeah. So I was happy to see that. But anyways, so so I hope I hope she does well. But you're yeah. So your directing is like you're obviously. How what is your process as a director? Did you like storyboard things or do you like shoot shot list with your cinematographer? Like what is your process getting the shots down? Um, yeah. So I, I I try not to be overbearing, um, but I do just love storyboarding so much. I love the idea that I kind of know have a great idea of kind of what I'm doing. Cause I'm, I'm more storyboarding less for the set, but more just kind of for the editing. Cause yeah. I'm an editor is my like primary job. Now I, I'm hoping to shift into directing going forward, but you know, I, I still love editing. Um, it's something that I've been training at for years now. Um, so when I am storyboarding, I'm more thinking like here are the number of shots we need here, are the cuts that I would like to make. Um, and that's great because then when I get to set and when I met with Justin, my DP, I'm like, these are the kind of, these are the cut points that I want to make. So it, it doesn't have to be super strict on like, this is the actual framing of the shot. Cause obviously I like to get on set and also, you know, find moments and find things that you can't 
it's impossible to kind of plan ahead for it. You know, you kind of have to get there and see the set and see the blocking and work through a scene to figure it out. Um, so it's more so just kind of a tool just to kind of organize and then still be creative on the day. I, I don't like to lock anything in too far out. Um, and then, yeah, there's always obviously going to be changes as well. Um, for example, that really long shot that's in the kitchen was storyboarded out as like 20 shots. It was like one of the longest sequences where each kind of moment were, you know, lots of close-ups of things, lots of cutting around to create, hit all those points in that one scene. But it was just a matter of we're running out of daylight and we kind of get, yeah. we have to figure something out. So basically uh, early in the day, me and V had snuck off and kind of figured out all the blocking of that scene. And then I was showing it to my DP, Justin, uh, and the, at the end of the day, we were finally getting to that scene and we had a lot to do in a small amount of time. And we walked through the full blocking of the scene and he kind of took a second and watched the whole thing. He was like, I could do it one more time. She ran through it all again. And he was like, yeah, I think we could do this in one shot. You know, if we kind of move this around, shift this here and all this and that. So yeah, it was really great to have Justin kind of step in and also be able to have a vision and really help us save the day there. And I, I think that sequence is now one of my favorites and just it's so, it's so strong without any cuts that it's, it's great that we were able to pull it off um i think in eight takes or something like that um and that was definitely a hard moment just because it's a very emotional scene um with v kind of in there by herself as well so can i ask uh if you like let's assume that some people haven't uh watched your film yet and so we don't, i don't give everything away but a really cool ending i love the ending and but you kind of like said that it's a different the short story is a different ending so what's the ending in the in the in the short story i'm just curious yeah, so the short story has them, after all this, they go more into the town and are kind of looking at other people's properties and getting a sense of what happened at different places throughout the town. Um, another big part in the story is that, um, you know, if the premise is that this force is kind of pushing down and getting rid of everything that it passes. Um, a big part of the short story is that they're actually in a valley. So they are, she's too afraid to even drive up and out. The only way out of the valley town is up and over the mountains so even at the end of the story when they survive you know she's very nervous about trying to get out um and i was like well we didn't we didn't end up shooting in a valley so we kind of had to change that a bit as well and focus yeah. more on the idea of being isolated and alone um but yeah in the, in the end i was just like oh this is a bit this would be a lot more location moves and all this and finding more locations okay so the core idea is still intact i guess right so yeah, I think so. Um, and then also the, you know, kind of phenomenon that happens at the end is not something that appears in the short story. And I, okay. that was just an idea I came up with randomly uh, walking my dog outside one day. I was like, it was starting to drizzle. And I was like, oh, it's starting to get an idea here. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of something added just to kind of give a bit of shocking ending. I know uh, I had, I think in the first or second draft of the screenplay, I had a kind of ending abruptly um, in that cut to black moment. Originally, that was kind of the ending I was thinking of going with, but I was like, I think people are going to kind of feel like that's kind of a, a fake out and kind of you know the weird, the cliffhanger. I don't know if people would be into that. So in the end, I added kind of a epilogue scene, which I think works really well. And so the the original the short story is called "It All Started with a Hot Air Balloon," but you changed it to in a way. Why did you change the title? Yeah. So the story is, um, I think, the way that the formatting of the story works is that basically. I think it just takes the first sentence of the short story, which was it all started with a hot air balloon and made that the title. Cause it was a, it's a, it was posted on Reddit. So I think I just pulled that into the title. I want to okay. say uh, my main reason was just that it was very long. Um, okay. And I didn't just wanted something that was a little easier to market. 
and put on a poster. Um, yeah, for a long, for the, the working title of the short for the longest time was um, Up in the Air, which of course I was like, well, there's already the George Clooney movie called Up in the Air. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just for months, like I could not figure out a name. You, you really couldn't like, call Up because there was already uh, Yeah, and there's already Up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was tricky to find a kind of a very straightforward name that wasn't already used in some kind of capacity. Because um, I also, you know, like Into Thin Air is a great title. That's already taken. It's already taken. Um, yeah. And even like, don't look up or don't look, yeah, don't look up. But I think I was only thinking of that because the movie had come out. I was like, oh, that would have been a good title too. Uh, yeah, so that was, it was actually kind of tricky. Usually I feel like I get the title pretty early on and build out from there. But this one, I think it wasn't until we were pretty much exporting the final project that I finally, because I think for a while at the end there, it was called Up in a Way. And then one day I just ripped up the Up and threw it away and just left it and away. And um. Yeah, I like the alliteration, so I felt like it ended up being a so tell me title. about the look tell me about the location. So you obviously had a rent a hot air balloon, but tell me about the the farm, the farm location that you guys had. Yeah, the farm was a great find. Um, super lucky. We were kind of dug in down to the line. I think we were about a month, maybe two months out, and not having many luck finding a solid farm. You know, we found a couple locations that were like, this could work. It's not it's not, you know, the fantastic location that i was imagining but obviously you know you're always gonna have to make compromises um, but then just one day looking through the the film location database that georgia has on their website uh the georgia film commission i found that farm and i was like wow it was on like the fourth or fifth page and i was like oh my god this is crazy this looks exactly like the farms you see in all those great sci-fi movies just like the perfect old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere um there unfortunately was no information on it on the website you know it's just like contact the film office um but we were down to the wire and it was actually like labor day weekend i think and i was like i need to you know try to lock in a location today so it took a bit of um i think i was able to find one of the images had the street sign on it so i was able to find the street in google images google maps do a street go down the street view till i found the house uh use that to try to find like you know yellow pages just try to figure out who lived yellow there. pages what are those yeah <laughs> yes so, or whatever white page whatever was online uh tax <laughs> tax records just try yeah. and find any proof that someone owned that property um and then in the end i actually just got in my car and drove out there knocked on the door no answer um and then it was actually through neighbors like one of the neighbors nearby which is as you can tell from the, the opening shot they're not very close yeah. Um, one of the neighbors was like, I don't know who lives there. I know they rent the farmland to Mark. And I was like, who's Mark? And then they gave me your classic kind of backwoods directions, you know, like, okay, go down the street, turn right at the red house. Yeah. So I went on a little adventure, found Mark's house. He also wasn't home. Uh, but through that, I was finally able to find Mark's number online because he owns a lot of farming. He, he owns a big farm business basically in the area gotcha. and he was able to give me the homeowner's address so oh. yes it was quite the adventure to yeah. lock down that location but it was it was so worth it because it was just fantastic spot um we were very fortunate with the situation there as well it was um mark's family's kind of old their old house so no one was actually currently living there but they would use it a lot for family reunions so every week they would come and keep it maintained it still had water power all that so yeah it was awesome we weren't even we, it was only two days at that house, but, you know, luckily we weren't in anyone's like living space yeah. for two days and we're just able to. And you shot, of, so you shot the interiors somewhere else? So all the interiors are, everything was shot at that farm location, except okay. the basement was shot elsewhere. There was no basement in the house, unfortunately. Um, so the basement was actually the, uh, 
the camera operator's basement. I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Um, so, then, so then you shot in Georgia. So Georgia seems to be on the map now in terms of uh, film locations. You got, of course, L.A., New York, Toronto, Vancouver. And now it seems to be Georgia is like is like hitting the top five in terms of film production and like building crews up and building uh, post-production houses like you said you work at. So how long have you been in Georgia for? It seems like it's a, it's like the hot spot to live in in Atlanta. Yeah, I've been in Georgia for four years now. Um, so I started when I moved here, I was um, getting a lot of work on set, like set PA kind of stuff, which yeah. you know, was was fun for a little bit. Uh, so I, I yeah. yeah, so it was, I mean, yeah, I did garbage I, cans and cones. And yeah, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Lots of lockups for me. Lots of standing outside, not even not even getting to be inside with the big boys. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was a good way to start. And then, you know, it's kind of, it was more just the timing of that. Um, not so much how long the days were, but just how much time that you have left over to do stuff was, I realized was going to be a little challenging. So I was like, well, let me try, you know, I really like post-production. Let me see if I can shift into more post-production role and still give time to do creative projects like this, um, which was in the end, a great decision because yeah, it's just given me a lot more time to do personal projects and still feel like I'm, being creative in my main job in some capacity, which is great. So you're from North Carolina, so then, so then ten years ago, they wouldn't, there wasn't a Georgia to go to, Atlanta to go to, so you would probably have to go somewhere else. But it seems like a perfect, close place for you to like land as a filmmaker, I guess. Eh? Yeah, I would say so, and it's great uh, community there as well because you're just a bunch yeah. around a bunch of other people also trying to break, you know, working and just want to do just want to make stuff so that's that's great to just have so many people around um as well like I, you know this film wouldn't exist without uh the crew and yeah good the crew. cast that's, that that's what it's about it's a, yeah. not about the the tax break well it is but it's you know it's not it's not everything it's tax breaks and locations it's about building up solid film crews so then when a big production goes there they know that from the ad to the transport to everything down production designers there's like the department there's there's confidence in that crew i guess right oh yeah for sure and yeah i mean you just have people you know luckily a lot of the guys i was working with were just guys that are you know usually working on these the bigger sets and commercials and yeah. just luckily we were able to kind of find a free weekend for sure. all of us and just get together so yeah i mean we're still using all their expertise applying it to so, and it was great too because I think everyone got to have a little bit more control over the project whereas on bigger things you can kind of feel like just a piece of the larger picture of course. um so yeah I think yeah overall just the energy on set was really great and the professionalism that everyone got brought helped us get it done so yeah, you're, it's a solid film and you're I guess you're just starting out this this film's just starting on this festival circuit yeah that's right yeah so it's just I think officially finished in October um officially you know picture lock and started getting into festivals starting in october so yeah we're still starting out and hopefully we can stretch it out for a good bit of time and see where it takes us yeah it's a it's, a, it's like i said it's a solid it's a solid film it's from from the cinematography to the performances nice sound design uh nice 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 great effect in the end good good editing nice pace so it's like yeah it's a really good good uh proof of concept of your you showcase as a director so Oh, excellent. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So I wish you the best with this film. And I'm sure we'll talk again probably when you make your next film. Is uh, is another short film in the works for you? Yeah, I've had a script that I've been working on uh, even before this, you know, just something I've been kind of 
bouncing around with for, I guess, on and off for probably three years now. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to decide, you know, it, the, the goal would really be now to try to take on a feature film, which obviously is everyone's kind of goal and would be a next great stepping stone. So I think I'm just trying to figure out if it's more logical to try to take a longer time and pursue that or try to, you know, get a crew together and make it on the short film coming up. So yeah, kind of some decisions and tough calls to make coming up. But it's a good, 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 tough calls to have, I guess. Yes. What so you, either what did way, you think so, about our audience uh, and the audience feedback video, what did you think about what they had to say about our, your film? Yeah, no, that was actually great. I, uh, I'm, I'm always hesitant to hear uh, notes like that. You know, it's obviously so it can feel so personal. Uh, so I remember taking a day or two before I finally clicked on the link. But yeah, it was actually very. You took a uh, day or two. Like, what you were like? Were you like a little bit scared? Or just, yeah, I mean, I just get, you know, I'm just spot, like, yeah. yeah, just you know, you wanna. You almost just would rather send it out there. For me, sometimes I'm like, I'll just send it out there and just, you know, have people give me the thumbs up. So I was, yeah, I just a little nervous. But yeah, once I finally clicked on the link, it was actually very reassuring to hear some great reactions to it. Um, in the end, I was almost like, oh, man, I wish people were a little harder on me because uh, it, it really felt like, you know, got such a good reaction. That but basically what you're saying is that you can't, we can't please you no matter what. Yeah, I'll just always, I'm only happy. <laughs> seems like is the thing. But yeah, no, it was, it was really great to hear. And it seemed like people were appreciating things I didn't even think about, um, think people would notice. And yeah, it was, yeah, definitely uh, was a good little confidence boost for me that I was worried would kind of be uh, more of a critique. So that, that was nice. Well, I wish you the best with this uh, film. And uh, let's talk again, either when you make your feature or when you make a, another short or whenever, whenever you're, you're here to plug something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassan Incorporated.